That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of That's a Shame. Wow. I'm me. very enthusiastic. Are you in the Ian McKellen spirit? Episode 132. How was it? I haven't seen it yet, so I on Monday. It was, I thought it was yesterday. No. Oh, you yes, went, so to went to the cinema, cinema yesterday? To see How to Train Your Dragon 3, <laughs> no. which is not really That's basically the same thing, yeah. similar to Ian. <clears throat> I'm going to see Ian McKellen's one-man show on Monday. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I'll give you all a great big update. I'm Isaac, by the way. What would you do if you turned up, Isaac? Uh-huh. And I ask this as Declan. Yeah. Um, and he did he a song out. from Hamilton. I'm Alexander <laughs> Hamilton! <laughs> You! <laughs> I would cry good tears, good amount of tears. Okay. No, I've already heard that there are no songs from Hamilton. I've heard that he just does monologues from whenever he fancies and that basically there's no script for the show. Good. He just sort of wanders around doing what he wants, pulling people out of the audience to make them come and look at his Gandalf sword in a non-euphemistic manner, absolutely. Um, so I'll tell you how it is. It'll be my third or fourth time seeing Serene on the stage. We go way back. I of remember course, yeah. When I went to see King Lear in secondary school, and he got his dick out, quite frankly, in the storm scene. Our friend... Very unexpected. Our friend and sometime listener of the show, oh, yeah. Freddie. Oh, yes, I remember him. Um, he once met Serena McKellen. Mm. Serena McKellen came to a sort of dinner that they were having at his... Uh, great big theatre. Great house. big great big uh, private school. Ah, oh, yes, yes. And uh, they were all supposed to have, um, like rehearsed kind of poems and whatnot wow for it that's a weird thing to do in front of someone who's much better at doing poems and such especially given that apparently dear old fred totally fucked it oh no i know in totally, what sense just totally just lines. flubbed his lines forgot it all and ian left ian Sarian actually <laughs> actually said to him i'm renouncing theater forever <laughs> don't follow your dreams he said <laughs> <laughs> and then just left <laughs> gave him the cold shoulder that's for the good rest of i the can night. imagine him doing that he's a canny chap is Sarian. God bless his soul. Anyway, we're back for another great big episode of That's a Shame. Last one was very successful, wasn't it? It's lovely. I I sounded very, very hungover. And I was. You were. (laughs) Bless for sure. You were. This week, I sounded a lot more hungover than than is really fair for someone who wasn't drinking. Let's remind ourselves blood (laughs) alcohol content of none, (laughs) fun content of of also (laughs) none. This week, however, we're going more highbrow than these petty DJ squabbles that we've discussed in the, the mire of episode 131. Goodness, yes. It's a show that the muses themselves would venerate. Dare I say celebrate. Some listeners may be thinking, oh, hang on a minute. Is this one of the 10 features listed in the last episode <laughs> about features? And to those oh. listeners, we say... You are small-minded. <laughs> You've got to dream big. Yeah. Those features, they're just but a drop yeah. in the creative ocean mm-hmm. that is the Shame City a, universe. A good drop. Like a drop of a very flavourful cordial. Perhaps Ooh. a lime or an elderflower. Now, did you 
as we uh, discussed, come up with a name for, for this, this feature. feature. No, I didn't. Because even that's good. Because actually. I came up with the best one possible. Okay, so go on. No, we're going to call it Shame vs. City. Shame vs. City. Okay, like Jackbox Five's like Mad vs. Ja- City, exactly. where the robots rap with text. But it's Shame City. Uh huh. And you've just but we've dropped verse interpolated verse between the Shame and City that's because clever. why is that relevant? Um, it's because today's task... Bible readings. Today's feature <laughs> is heavily gospel-based. No, we've decided to pick a feature based in our natural poetic instincts, mm-hmm. uh, which you'll have noticed in every every word we say. <laughs> Obviously. Um, they don't always rhyme, but they're always ripe with imagery. Of, well, not, naturally. Not always the kind that you want in no, your head. Not even the kind that Isaac... Will allow even <laughs> seconds after the words leave his very lips. But what can you do? And today we have decided to transform works of art that it pre-exist us um, and that exist separately to the shame verse, the shame city verse, whatever the fuck you called it. And we have turned them into poems in order to facilitate a kind of guessing game, but mostly just to think about how you can take stupid things and turn them into something dumber than ever before. (laughs) We've picked the following five categories. We've got a film each. A film. A TV show show. each. A game each. Now, that's a video game. A music song. And last but not least, one of those big papery books (laughs) that you've heard so much about. I was tempted when we were coming up with this feature, Uh by which I mean when I came up with this feature, Uh uh, to have us choose a poem as well Ooh, <laughs> and just write it, it as another poem, poem. <laughs> just because i want to hear you do like keats as a limerick <laughs> <laughs> i would have picked uh something like beowulf and done it as the shortest <laughs> haiku it's possible to do that would be amazing imagine like uh, you pretty much could say beowulf in 15 syllables or yeah i'd say so i'm not going to try 17 it. syllables isn't it yeah it's uh, quite long and boring, Beowulf. Does drag in the beginning, middle, and indeed the end. <laughs> <laughs> Much like similar literature of the, of its time. Um, so how are we going to do it? Obviously, we're going to alternate. Oh, we're going to alternate. I, I reckon, you know, only you know your poems yeah. and only I know mine yep. thus far. Actually, I've published mine on Wattpad <laughs> where they've been graciously received. So I think we should alternate, but... In Let's any order. Spice up in any order, however okay. you fancy delivering. Okay, I can see that being effective. Um, would you like to kick us off as the feature yeah. inaugurator? I'll, I'll kick us off. Yep. Um, I'm going to guess go, along at home, listeners. I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. We'll start start easy. Yep. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> and we'll start with a with a short one. This is my song one. Okay. Okay. Over to you, Declan. This song was a hit all over the globe, and even a hit up in York. But whenever a white person tried out the dance, they'd always just look like a dork. (laughs) It was so overplayed, you could hear it all day, and you'd honestly rather they'd been it. And Man Max the DJ had put up a sign saying no more than once 30 minutes. (laughs) It lived a good life, and it died a good death, as I have not even heard it in years. It was good for a laugh, but I'm glad that it's gone and no longer cursing my ears. Is it size Gangnam style? It is size yes. Gangnam style. Oh, I knew it. That's one of, that is my like first abiding memory of Willow. What? Is like that going sign. in during Freshers Week and there being that big paper sign on the DJ. With no saying, more than once. Uh, the best thing about it was that it didn't specify Gangnam style. It just said 
no song will be played uh-huh. if it's been played in the last 30 minutes. Which is a very but short turnaround. 30 minutes on the dot uh-huh. every time. Auto-played. <laughs> just interrupted another song with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, when you think that, you know, the big chill DJ wouldn't play Yeah. Yeah. Having played it two and a half hours ago. Weird. He's probably lying about that as well in hindsight. Almost 100 I don't think, so. I think, I've thought about it and I don't think he knows what that is. I think that was what. What, yeah, was, by Usher? He's never heard of it. And he was trying to protect it. Oh, no. Like, no, I'm not playing that lowbrow shit. He'd never heard of it. He was Googling it. He didn't know that yeah. it was actually the best I... song in the whole world. Very foolish. Well, that was nice. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to go first with one that is, um, it's the film. And it's a film that we both know well. I've gone for a style. When I was writing these poems, I really tried to get in the headspace of the work of art itself. That's and what think, you've got to do, isn't think it? Think, what, what would this film want to be if it were a poem? You've got to just listen to that quiet little voice screaming, a sort of shit racist meter children's book poem. <laughs> and what, who am I to stand in and, the way And of would art? you believe it? All of, all of your pieces you chose today Very were strange. yelling that. <laughs> Actually, no, I've gone for a different style for each. Uh, and this is the only one I can confirm in Racist Meter, which I do feel we should clarify every time we bring it up because it's always a couple of episodes apart, yeah. like 10 or something, is uh, based on the fact that when we used to browse Stormfront, the white supremacist we, forum... We should for clarify that we, <laughs> we, used to, we used to browse only the poetry yeah, forum. The poetry forum to find out what sort of racist poems were being written that week. <laughs> They're all written in that, like... Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. This we, very upbeat, like, we still meter. We still haven't done a deep dive on that. And I think that... It's because it's so should. outlandishly offensive. It, it, it is. <laughs> but there are some that are not, because there are ones like the, the immortal, infamous line is, Hitler knew just what to do. He wouldn't put up with the tricky Jew, which is one of the worst sentiments <laughs> expressed in one of the worst couplets. I still think that, that we need to do a thorough breakdown of a world without whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is the single greatest, by which I mean stupidest concept poem oh. of all time. Yeah. But yeah, they're all written in a very kind of upbeat year very- two juxtaposed against this horrid racism is this very sing-song vibe. Here's mine. I've titled it uh, The Name of the Film, which I won't be giving away at this juncture. No, that's fine. For fear of ruining the game. Yeah. (laughs) Before it even starts. I've written the, the... The like the original work above each of mine, and I am so so sure that I'm going to say it at least twice. <laughs> Here's my one: The Shining. <laughs> Once upon a time in a fairy tale land, an old pro gave his apprentice a hand. He sent him away on a train safe and sound, but before he could start a new life, he was found. A whole lot of action was soon to ensue, and the crestfallen pro took a stumble or two. It's hard to be certain, but from what we can tell, our hero is stuck betwixt heaven and hell. The moral is simple. The takeaways few. To prevent the same sort of thing happening to you, keep yourself to yourself, mind your manners, stay mild, and for fuck's sake, check if it's dwarf or a child. What are you on about? Do you not know? No. There are so many clues. I've I've, my poetry is so layered with these clues that when you find out, you'll be like, "Wow!" I think I think it's the last line that's thrown me. Oh, really? Because the last line is the the most obvious reference. Yeah, I know, and I feel that that's the case, and yet I 
<laughs> I've never seen I'm such so a, like such a grasping looking because I'm sure that I know it, but I, I, I'm just very worried. I'm sure that no film should have that takeaway. <laughs> what in the name of God are you? Let me just highlight some things for you. Fairy tale land. Yeah. Uh, crestfallen pro. Now that's a pun that I'm using there. Took a stumble or two. It's actually a double pun, referring to a very important part of the film. Stuck between heaven and hell. That's also thematically very relevant. Um, and then I'll just give you the last stanza again because I know that <laughs> the moral is is simple. It's really simple. The, the takeaways for you to prevent the same sort of thing happening to you. Keep yourself to yourself. Mind your manners. Stay mild. And for fuck's sake, check if it's a dwarf or a child. Is it in Bruges? <laughs> yes, it's in Bruges. <laughs> Why did you not get it? Fairy tale I, I falling was, down, because, heaven and hell. Because when when you got to, I was like fairy tale, and then I was like, okay, that won't be literal. Uh-huh. And then I kind of got like stuck, and I was thinking hmm, like heaven and hell. And I think I was sort of veering towards something in that era, mm-hmm. but then. Area, sorry. But then when you said dwarf or a child, I was like, mm. hang on a minute. Is, wait, is fairy tale literal? Is, it, <laughs> is this some sort of. Well, that's was what's there so a, clever about was it. Was there a, a train in Snow White that I mm. missed? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I think you'd accept that that was a very clever poem. Well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's and, good. Yours was as well. You'll be submitting it for various. All uh, sorts of prizes. Yeah. I'm expecting to be laureate <clears throat> within the month. I'm going to go ahead now. Yep. And I'm going to give you. Okay. Um, what have we got left? What did you do first? I did uh, song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that I'm going to do TV show. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. He sits and waits with patience, silence, mirth, a watchful presence keen to roam the earth. As soon as backs are turned and eyes are closed, his statuary life can be disposed for one of heady days and dizzy nights, of urban pleasures, treasures and delights. A hero, yes, a saviour bold and true, who'd gladly risk his life for me or you, whose conquests seek to aid the common man by spreading love and fumes where'er he can. Fumes? He's played with fire and caught the king of thieves with many a motoring trick kept up his sleeves. Hmm. Dan just messaged me and stopped a rickshaw running quite amuck. Fuck off, Dan! With skills and just a little dab of luck. His many rescues tell his heart is pure and do suggest a hero's soul for sure. But as he slinks away to restful sleep, a single eyelight opens just a peep uh. in something reminiscent of a wink that surely now must give us pause to think that maybe hidden motor motives lie in wait inside this automotive guy. This automotive guy by Declan <laughs> Delane. Next up on Radio 4. <laughs> this automotive life. So just to clarify, um, those bits where the the narrator it's like a third person poem mm. where the narrator starts shouting about um this character Dange. that's those interstitial moments that's to reflect that's like, like a fractured cycle. yeah and something of the the broken britain something seeping oh. out through through so it's the like cracks. a car that's probably seen better days oh definitely crashing yeah um 
all I can think about uh, initially, I mean, this superhero vibe was making me think of of like Batman, Daredevil. I was going down all the Marvel it, adaptations. It, you know, they are in some way derivative of this of this property. Material, yeah. Then the car angle came in mm. um, and hit me like a ton of bricks, like, like a, a car. car actually, no, okay, interestingly, not like a car. quite a different qualitative experience on my end. And it was there that I started to think, <clears throat> what what cars are though? Who are some of the famous cars in in televisual fiction? We've got Brum. Mm-hmm. We've got Spid. We've got Spid. And they they were really where I ran out. Spid didn't do an awful lot of rescue. No, no, very, very little. Spid didn't ever come up against the King of Thieves. Mm, the King of Thieves himself. Mm. I'm afraid it's going to be a pass from me. It was Brum. It was Brum. <laughs> it was Brum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh thanks for alerting God, me. Well, well you, you didn't guess it. You uh, can't just throw out multiples I and hope that I'm going to tell you. I, no, it was Brum. Okay. Yeah. He fights the King of Thieves. Yeah, there's literally, there's an episode called Brum and the King of Thieves. Right, the King of all the thieves, not just yep. in Brum's no. and then sad town. Of Birmingham. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> you know, it's just in the show, even though it's set in Birmingham and he's called Brum... And they use all of like the major landscapes, like uh-huh. moments in Birmingham. It's just called Big City. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brum goes to Big City. Well, they're afraid that Birmingham would hate Brum so much that they'd just possibly sue him into What the I love, I mean, we spoke about Brum previously on the show. Uh-huh. For those who don't know, he's a stupid little car. Yeah, very, very small and horrid. Mm. Um, but they, they did four series of it mm-hmm. over the span of 13 years. Wow. <laughs> like, they started in so 91. <laughs> and then, like, they finished in 94, in 2004, sorry. That's a mad It's just that. mad that, you know, that every sort of three years they were like, oh, well, well probably whip out, <laughs> knock out a bit of Brum. Yeah. I wonder how much you got paid for Brum because it should be none um, at all. <laughs> Was there a Brum film? Uh, probably, yeah. If I think not, they're actually. That's what, probably something, is that we, something could we should. We'll, dive okay, into. we'll knock that out. I'm going to go from television to the literary arts. The book, the okay. paper filled treasure trove, wherein little ink words suggest images to your mind. Mm. Um, I've gone for another classic poetic form here, having just done, of course, the like fairy tale vibe. Yeah. I'm going for the acrostic. Here. Oh. It's a favourite of. Um, <clears throat> I think it was uh, Wordsworth who invented the acrostic. School children. Yeah. Oh, them as well. Yeah, yeah. But only so, because of the lineage of the great Autumn. Uh-huh. Harvest. Wandered <laughs> like a big cloud. <laughs> Very long one. That. Here is my book in just the four lines. B is for bad, which this book sure is. <laughs> o is for obviously a prick, which the author's photo reminds us is definitely the case. O is also for, oh, for fuck's sake. Why does everyone famous for some unconnected reason think they can inflict their dumb fucking books on the world? An appropriate sentiment. And K is for kill that bad idiot book before he pens another <laughs> wow well you know i was there were a few there were a few that i was tossing yeah, up yeah, in yeah. my mind you know there's lots to deconstruct there. author's photo yeah. that could be any author's photo in the world yeah because even back before photography they still used to do a little scribble yeah and, and we just call that and they photo. all looked like 
cunts then as well. Absolutely. Um, any you know any pseudo celebrity, they've all written a book yeah. now, ghost written or otherwise. Mm, mostly that. Um, but then that last bit, that it was, double it was entendre. Yeah, there was a hint. How have you written that? Is uh, that... I don't want to say. <laughs> Let me you just say give there's more the, ends you, than you'd think. You don't want to give the game away. <laughs> and more of a capital letter than yeah. you'd ever see coming. I'm going to go with, is that Sean Penn's inaugural <gasps> novel, Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff? It, it is. That's all Coming can, soon all to a podcast you. near you. <laughs> 15 points to, uh, to Hathop. Wow, that. that was that was deep. And I think that the um, the sort of, you know, dare I say, the simplistic nature oh. of the very fundamentalist style that you chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah Probably yeah. Uh, a reflection of the stupid, yeah. uneducated, and the, uh, frankly... The dumb prose. Yeah, very mm, stupid. The, the idiot words that, That's he, them. that he scrawled. Printed, scribbled. Sold. Scribblinked onto Made the, lots onto of the money, page. no doubt. That's a real shame. <laughs> really is. Um, I think I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to head over to the literary arts Oh, as the well. book world. I've taken a slightly different mm -hmm. uh, tack in terms of style, but equally childish. But more to represent the kind of uh, innocence and childishness of both the books and of our hero. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> here we go. Okay, I'm going to listen intently. Uh, you really won't have to, okay. because it's the most obvious one from the first line. Here I go. <clears throat> there once was a boy with a scar, mm, okay. whose prophecy said he'd go far. Yep. But in order to live, he had best kill this div who had murdered his mom and papa. <laughs> Having lost most of those he held dear, the path for our boy was unclear. But he found an old book and he had a quick look and watched as some writing appeared. Mm. Now, in the background to all of this madness is the tale of a half-giant's sadness, yep. who, accused of a crime, ended up doing time just because of his love of arachnids. To be brief, love of arachnids. there's a snake in the walls, and there's kids scared or stiff in the halls. There's a hero or three in a violent tree and a teacher whose ethics appalls. Mm -hmm. Using cunning and tactics and stealth... He defeated the snake by himself with the help of a bird and the odd magic word and a mischievous pedo-eyed elf. <laughs> a, a, sorry, a mischievous, a mischievous a pedo-eyed elf. The eyes of a, a pedo of a pedophile. Pedophile slash pedophile elf. It's the Bible. <laughs> it's the Bible. Now, the great story. I'm going to have to ask you to narrow that down to which book of the Bible. Uh, you know, mm. I couldn't dare be so broad. Okay, no, that's fair. So let me just run through. I mean, you know, boy with a scar. That's yeah. making me think Old Testament. You're right. Um, yeah. Snake in the walls. Now, I w you know, I'm not going to be so... Uh, I don't know if that's literal. I'm not going to be so obvious as to go for Genesis. No, 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 no. I wouldn't insult your intelligence. And there were no walls in the Garden of Eden. No. Just a big uh, sort of... Just a fence like between. <laughs> it's a chain link fence. <laughs> um, snake in the walls I'm going to take to mean... It's it's like when Woody says there's a snake in my boot. He doesn't literally mean it. What he means is I think he does. My there's, foot. There's hurts. that piece of memorabilia where there's a snake. That's just a his... metaphorical thing, though. Oh, because oh, when you say oh, there's a snake in my boot, it's like oh, there's a hole in my bucket. There's a there's a wrench in the spanner works. Right, but there's a hole in my bucket was a a very very literal poem about again, a hole in a bucket. Again, I think you've read it. You've taken it at face value, and that's understandable. You probably read it when you were. Maybe 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, snake in the walls refers to a feeling that we all get when you, you wake up. 
it's a Tuesday. And, and you're like, reading the homophobic rules of Leviticus. <laughs> and you're like, there's a snake in these walls. <laughs> Let me tell you. And then you don't ever explain what you mean by that, but you don't need to because no, everyone gets it. The listenership, because everyone is, yeah. It's everyone's on board. It's Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It was. I was bluffing. Oh, I, I thought I yeah, had you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had you going with that Bible chat. No, you yeah. saw right through me. I did. What? Brought that to mind because I'm just about to start reading it. Having finished the first one, that I'm was powering through. That was part of why I thought I'd I'd choose it. Nice. And then also I I just wanted to get some Dobby libel in there. Yeah, you're not a big fan of Dobbis. Uh, I I that's his full name. I enjoy him at a distance. Well, of course, you're like, not too close. A hero, no doubt. Uh huh. Um, but he frankly is a sex pest, it's, and he mm. and his methods in the Chamber of Secrets are annoying. Uh, not just annoying, but I think actively detrimental to the cause. Oh, really? Yeah, so... You don't think dropping a big cake on Aunt Marge's head or whatever she's called uh, is the, the way to go? No, I, I don't. Fair. I think, fair. wasn't she the wife of some guy who was a big drill contractor? I expect so. I expect so. For Grunning's drills. <laughs> um, it's weird as well. I haven't, like I said, started the reread yet, but I do remember that book quite vividly. Um... It used to upset me a bit, the whole concept of a snake in the walls. Yeah. It was quite spooky. And I remember the film as well. And Hence you keep waking up. Yeah. Thinking on, it. Absolutely. Um, it's stood out to me that JK Rowling, or Rowling, however you'd like to say it, never goes into too much detail about how obviously and abhorrently Dobby stinks to high hell. It's never actually mentioned, but but strongly kind of implied. You get the feeling that, you know, he never moved on from this era of you just shit all over yourself the and then snap shits. it away. Yeah. Um, and that's always concerned me because... he does wear that horrid shit-stained rag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and no socks, which is just... And then vile, just the one sock. Which is even somehow worse. Yeah. That, when, that shot of the sock in the, in the book... Yeah. That is, shot of it in the book. Yeah, like... It's very mixed media. Because <laughs> it's inside the diary, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. he hands like yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, He does a great big trick on Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Um, but when he opens it up and there's that sock, mm -hmm. it is the single most horrid... Like, it's Harry did, worse Harry didn't give him a good sock. Like, <laughs> Harry found his worst well, sock. What are you expecting <laughs> him to do? He's not, like, going to give his no, best sock No, but everyone thinks he's so nice, but really just gave... And he only gave him one. Well, what fucking <laughs> good is that to him? He hasn't even got... He hasn't even got a clean rag to wear. Harry's only ever seen Dobby from the side on. He thinks he's a great big one-legged... What shape do you think... Dobby's body is under underneath that because I think it's the exact size and shape of the rack. Like it's mm. so unfathomably square. Oh, really? <laughs> underneath. No, yeah. I think it's a sort of bumpy, lumpy affair. I think he's got the consistency of like a bag of flour. Do you remember those horrid things that they would sell I on the street? I remember. Plastic that. covered they are, and there's flour yeah. inside, and you could mould them into a face, and then eventually yeah. they'd explode in a puff of disappointment. But the feeling of that flour moving around inside them, all gravelly and to sticky, this day. Mm. filthy. Yeah. I'm going back to TV now. Um, we watch some TV. We've got a TV just here, there and it's, it's on. I was gonna. No do reason for it to be on. Just we just, just liked the the, the graceless use of electricity. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to do one of these images because we get to see the Chromecast kind of cycling through yeah. some of the stock images. There's that hummingbird one. <sighs> Love that one. Um, but I decided I consulted um, the dictionary and apparently it doesn't count as a show. As a show. <laughs> so instead I've gone for something a little more traditional. Okay. The style for this one is inspired by um, 
a, a very 2019 approach to poetry. It's basically an elongated Instagram poem. Um, oh, and very that's good. very, very thematically relevant to what I'm describing. Because again, I let the piece speak through me. Uh, for you. Yeah, I am but a vessel for the words that are about to follow. Here's my TV poem called The Thing That I'm Describing. There's too much of it. That would be my first and most heartfelt complaint. You can't keep up with it all and it's easier not to bother in the first place. The eye contact's a bit intense. I've always preferred the kind of push and pull of looking back and forth. Less pressure to pretend that way. Less sense of being judged for inaction. For living large while others dwindle into dust. Relative comfort aside, it's the routine of it that wears away my enamel the most, like acid on an ice cream cone. Too much of it to care about, and all of it the same. 500 dead, the same. Cure for some disease, the same. New kind of frog sweeps the nation, same, same, same. And now the weather. The end. So that poem was obviously very good. It was exceptional. Uh-huh. Um, Have you got a little like line drawing to go with? I know that you're I, a visual artist as yeah, well. I I know the listeners um, <clears throat> finalised oh, what that's okay. going to be, but it's in. I've got a few uh, concepts. Uh, I suppose it doesn't really count as a poem until you've got that. But for what it is, it's uh-huh. um, it's certainly passable. Yes, I put in lots of um, line spaces between just random random bits. I don't know. Well, if yeah, that you want like little because that that is that kind of enjambement. Ooh. That is uh, okay, that, that is uh, you know the cool. sign of good poetry. Yeah, no, I'm glad you picked up on that. Did that read when I was? Yeah, well, you kept doing this I jabbing doing hand um, motion to indicate that I was slicing. I thought maybe it was a sh- like you were doing Hong Kong fooey. No, and no. just giving me a little not on air visual because clip. it was too racist to be allowed. <laughs> so <laughs> flagrantly offensive. I've been sued to, to the every ground. race and species. Got <laughs> um, <clears throat> any guesses then? Uh, I, well, you see, when you were talking about, you know, there's too much of it uh-huh. and it's all the same. And the uh, I was acid thinking, on an ice cream cone. I was thinking it's going to be a soap. It's probably like EastEnders. Mm. And then you were like 500 dead. Yep. And I was like, Very could be. <laughs> That's a Christmas special <laughs> if ever I saw what, one. Walford <laughs> population diminished <laughs> by 15%. Um, and then there was something about frogs. Yep. And I was thinking... That was a new kind of frog sweeps the nation. Yeah. And I was thinking, hmm, could be some sort of Bill Oddie feature. Mm. Uh, but then again, like, very rarely 500. He's only done the one genocide, <laughs> Bill yeah, Oddie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, yep. I, it's, it's got to be the news, isn't it? It's the news. <laughs> it's the news. Yeah, well done. Oh. Yeah, it's the news. Not any news in particular, because I'm, no. I'm here to lampoon the news as a concept. <sighs> and that's pretty cool, because... A lesser poet would have been like, BBC Don't News like Trevor McDonald. <laughs> and that's lazy, and that's narrow in its scope. I've taken down the whole establishment, the whole concept of current affairs. Plus, you don't want to single out Hugh Edwards. because I, I never would. First try. Never would, never would. Um, I'm going to be the first to venture into the world of the video games. Ooh, pretty digital. Now, again, uh, this is one that uh, is sort of far less structured, than, than my previous offerings, um, which is in part an ironic take. Okay. Uh, and in part is due to the fractal and uh, panicked nature mm. that I feel exudes from the piece. 
Oh, um, okay. And so uh, here, here, here it is, if you will. Thank <coughs> you. That's right. A barren cave, dark and still. A single hero enters, tall and strong, just the man for the job. He moves at pace and comes to rest, but he's not alone for long. What follows is procession, a cavalcade of characters cut like glass, bright like crystal, following in line an army against darkness, ranks built from broken souls whose stark edges click to form a greater whole. But here a new man enters, bent double, doubling back to find an inch of space. A quick twist in a last-ditch pitch to cut some room to fold his gut to fit the final inch. A panicked flip that sees him trip and tumble onto the heads of his comrades, scraping the roof, smashing the ceiling to bring the whole cave crumbling down around them. A lesson in the power of one man's folly, or how the earth may be slave to a single brick. Wow. Very moving piece. Thank um, you. I forgot it was about a game until just now. <laughs> so I've really been thinking through the wrong lens. I don't remember <clears throat> any of this in Lolita. <laughs> Very strange. What a TV show that must be. Um, some images that stand out to me. This old man bent, doubled over. Mm. Very cool. Because um, you don't see a lot of that representation in... In the video game space. No. Everyone's like, oh, I'm, I've got the physique of an and, army man. And, and I definitely am progressive in that sense. But before you lavish too much praise, okay. I don't want you to take the old bent double man image too literally. Oh, uh, okay. That's unfortunate. Because I don't want this to get done. Right. Done fair, fair, fair. Um, I'm thinking, I'm going to try and process of elimination this through things that it can't be. And things that it can't be is um, tic-tac-toe. For example, it's not tic tac toe. Fitness boxing on the Switch. No, unlikely. it's not that. Nor any of the Wii Fit games. Oh, okay. Mm, that puts me on rather the back foot there. Okay. Wii Sports again. No, no, we're no, rolling no. that. Um, Mario Kart. I didn't get a sense of any driving. There was very little motion. No, that wasn't I only do one motor based per um, per, that's per good. year. That's really good actually, because you don't want to become typecast. You don't want to be. It's such an oversaturated market. It really way. is. Yeah. I'm glad you've been bold enough to point that out because it's something we're all thinking. Thank you. Here in the poetry space. Well, obviously. <clears throat> um, I got a sense of, of battle, but also a real sense of architecture. Mm. Like there was an obsession with place and with geographical context inside a somehow debilitated environment that was mm. crumbling around beside you. That made me think in the vein of... Um, Games like Snipper Clips, where the environment falls apart. Angry Birds, where environment plays a part in in deconstructing the narrative within. But ultimately, I, I'm without a certainty. And so... Uh, you, you were sniffing in the right direction mm. in, in the sense of architecture, in uh -huh. the sense of building something. Building games. Mm. In the sense of building something, but about, you know, the, the way in which things have to fall in line. Is it Tetris? It's Tetris. Oh, it's Tetris. <laughs> of course. Oh, very good. So, yeah, I, I don't want to... Who's the old man then? Is he the square? He, no, he's the, like, one that's oh, an L shape because he's bent down double. L. Yeah. Oh! He's, like, bent over. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that is 
basically representation. It's weird that there's never the been a Tetris thing. film with each of the blocks represented by a person of that shape. Because mm. you could get our friend from university who's a square. I say friend. <laughs> to play <laughs> that, you know, that key element. Yeah. Um, very tall, thin person for the line. What other shapes we've got? Oh, that a one that's a T. That would be quite challenging. You have to get someone with a lot of wingspan and not a lot of head. And not a lot of height. <laughs> <laughs> the widest, shortest man alive. Some sort of Mr. Tickle-looking freak. Sounds really cool. Mm. I'm going to go with my game as well. Um, this one, for me, the form here is quite different from everything else I've done. Uh, you'll appreciate the variety. Of sure. course. Um, I, I think, you know, we're not ones to be self-congratulatory, but already no. the the breadth of form it's, across this it's has... outlandish. Inspiring. Yeah, You're right. it really is. Um, for this one, I've I've looked back in time cast my mind back to some of the earliest forms of writing. Yeah, the poor old days with no cameras and phones. Mm. Um, To think, what were they doing back then for entertainment? How did they make the hours pass between sleeping in a cave, getting up in a cave... Diphtheria. Scribbling on the wall about a different mammoth that you saw that day. Um, And obviously it was through riddles. Language was invented only as a vehicle to for the pass riddle. on the riddle yeah. because when you've got a concept so so true so pure and so singular in mind the only thing left to do is see if someone else can guess it and that's what i've done here <clears throat> it's a short poem sure but each line poses quite the challenge you may need a pad of paper <laughs> to even begin <laughs> decoding the mess i have for you and this is your game is this it this is my game okay My first is in Peanut, but not in Quebec. My second's the first all Canadians sing. My third's in Vancouver and also in Neck. My fourth is quite silent if gnawing's your thing. That's the end. One thing I will point out is that there's not too much to be said for the Canadian angle. And in fact, that is coincidental that... It, two of the line, three was, of the lines are about What was the first Canada. line? My first is in Peanut, but not in Quebec. Well, obviously, your game is Pong. It's Pong! <laughs> Congrats! Well done. Oh, goodness. I was hoping, after having written that, in a, I'll be honest, a frenzy of creativity, <laughs> I was Googling I wildly to see if there was even, even one relationship between <laughs> Pong and Canada. And, and there's none! They don't even play it there. Yeah, <laughs> never did. They actually call it something completely different. <laughs> Do <they>? Digitex. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd throw in the Canadian angle because it's something of a curveball. Mm. And, um, and a good riddle should... Give you a little red herring yeah, yeah, yeah. in that vein. No, but I'm using curveball because it's like in Pong. When you use a curve... When Can you, you do a curveball in Pong? Not strictly think, no. speaking, because Isn't that more curves of a, back in those like days. like a baseball thing rather than uh, tennis? I don't want criticism mm, ever. No. <laughs> uh, not just for this poem, but for anything else. Like <laughs> <laughs> so on we come to your final poem. I'm, I'm going to ask to hold off okay. because my final... No, no, no. Oh, as okay. in... Uh, I'll read it last because okay. it's quite long okay. and very obvious. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Then that brings me to my final, which is what even is it for? A song. Oh. This is a poem um, that's close to my heart. About it's... Come On Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> this poem about Reach by Steps is really, um, I think S Club actually, was it? Uh, Reach for yeah. the Stars S Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to anyone from S Club who's listening. I would never do that on purpose. You're one of the first albums I ever owned. This is a poem that's close to my heart. 
um, and to yours as well. And I want you to think about that as you're as you're experiencing the multi-sensory environment yeah. that I'm going to create for you with my mouth words. Um, just to give you a sense of the writing process, there really was none, and the poem just happened. It okay. just was. Uh, there was a moment when uh, it was just not pasted the lyrics and a moment into when your Google not was. Key. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. I was Ooh. like. <laughs> <clears throat> the meter for this one is complicated mm-hmm. and that will mirror the complication at the core of this poem, which is one that uh, I know you have felt quite deeply. I haven't performed it before and it is a performance piece. Okay. So I trust you'll bear with me as I Do learn the ropes. Would you rather that I look away? You can look wherever you like because I'm unfazed. Okay. I'm unfazed. Will you be standing? I will. On okay. the chair. No, actually I went my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I slept funny. Here's my poem, which is again called the name of the song that you have to guess. I'm sorry, she said, but I'm not sure she meant it. I'd sent it, the feedback I mean, and yet still, though I tried to reword it, made sure that she'd heard it, she just wouldn't listen or play it until I crept up one night. It was dark. There was silence. Now, violence, you know, is not my cup of tea, but she'd pushed and she'd pushed. I could stand it no more. And I crawled on the floor so that she wouldn't see. Her four eyes were lidless, were gazing straight up, unsleeping, unblinking and smug as can be. I brought me a hammer, all shiny and thick. Do it quick, was my thinking before she gets me. I woke two weeks later, all bandaged and blue. My limbs had been shattered. My bones had been set. I knew she'd be waiting to see the thing through. Hey, Google, forgive me. Ah, ah. I can't do that just yet. Shall I still play that on the TV? No. <laughs> no problem. And that's... Please forgive me by Brian Adams. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've not even done the right song, Google. So that's a kind of performance element where Google and I have worked just, out in advance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's really good. That was very... Really uh, uh, good. Yeah. You're looking for the word excellent. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. Complicated, layered, yeah. um, characteristically challenging. I would say. I think so. I'm I'm sort of at a loss mm. as to as to what it could be. I, I'm going to chuck I out don't some clues. Know, I don't know many songs that we both know that uh, are about a man trying to murder someone with a hammer. Uh, mm, is it someone though, or is it something? Her four eyes were lidless, were gazing straight up. Is that redolent, perhaps, of any? Devices. I thought it was just someone wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would I specify that her glasses were lidless? Look, I'm just saying. She had unblinking glasses. Ooh. I'll give you a hint. The poem's all about this Google Mini in our in our very environment now as we record. I, I was thinking at the end when you uh, when you did that that maybe you were trying to mock me uh, quite flagrantly that would be odd by <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have thought um with a reference to the fact that we mentioned last week uh-huh. that google abjectly refuses to play uh-huh. certain songs but you wouldn't write a whole poem no no that would be about about that be a so, lot of effort. so it would, it's probably an actual what one would it it's be probably about an actual if you're well, no, guess it would be about the folly of wisdom yeah of wisdom google's nemesis (laughs) (laughs) but she just will not play so you were actually the um 
the protagonist in this poem. With the hammer. With the hammer all shiny and thick, which I know is how you prefer it all. Now, in this uh, poem, did Google beat me up or did you beat me up for trying to kill Google? It's really ambiguous. Some initial verses had you actually killing Google and um, Google piecing itself back together like a kind of sorcerer's apprentice thing. There was a lovely moment with all these wires and shards becoming entangled in your skin. And then you did die. Um, Whereas in this one, it's unclear... I mean, for me, you're definitely, I definitely dead. Did die, yeah. But to some, you know, wrong readers, they might see it as a hopeful poem. Yeah, about where Google's redemption. like, I can't do that just yet, which is what Google often says if if the functionality doesn't exist. Mm. Maybe suggesting that one day that will be possible because of the feedback that you send. Uh, should we just see? Should we just give it a do test a live test. on it? Hey Google, play the song "The Folly of Wisdom." And over to Google. Sure, playing wisdom and folly, foregrounds on you. Weird! Fuck you, Google! <laughs> Shut up, Google, we'll get copyright strikes. Okay, and there we have it. Google is such a clever, absolute horror robo. So, over to your last one. What genre are we in? What form, what medium? This is my film. Mm. Now, obviously, yep. a feature such as this only deserves greatness. So, <laughs> I have, of course, plucked for one of objectively the greatest films of all time and you're something of a file a cinephile i should clarify but we just call it a file yeah (laughs) in in casual parlance we we like that around here Um, isaac as you know big fan of portmanteaus and abbreviations of any kind yeah yeah, yeah. um when i was thinking of the style for this Mm -hmm. i was thinking about the the sort of real fundamental absurdity Mm. that underlies the premise of the film okay um and yet how we all go along with that and so i have decided to write it in the style of a famous absurdist poem is it on the ning nang nong no i don't want to hear it (laughs) i just don't (laughs) thanks for listening Uh, (laughs) no so here we are okay this is it as i said it's it's not very difficult Mm. i shouldn't think okay I might try and get it wrong anyway. Okay, perfect. That, that's probably quite funny. We've yeah, yeah I'll, do, twice, I'll do a bit of comedy about it. Yeah, you don't want to... I'll be like, is it the some, Bible again? Some, some would say you'd be over-egging that one. <laughs> no, no, they'd be wrong. <laughs> so, here we go. <clears throat> the story... Good luck. Sorry, just wanted to get Sorry, my good I luck just, in I'd there. already started. I know, but if so... you didn't have the luck before uh, the poem, I've maybe it would have gone wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, good luck. Do you want... I'm just going to leave What's five the title seconds. of the... I won't be telling you because the title of the poem is the title of the film. Oh, uh, that's not very creative. No. Okay. No. But then again, we're, we're not silly because you've done that for all of yours. Oh, unlikely. No, I just didn't want to tell you my titles to embarrass you. Okay. Um, best of luck with the poem. Over to you, Declan Delane. Go. The story you're about to hear is of a downbeat man who, when the world said, no, you can't, replied with, yes, I can. And also, incidentally... He drove a horrid van. Mm. He had no job to call his own, but lots of bills to pay. So one day, picking up the phone, he felt the urge to say that, yes, that name was his for sure. He'd be there right away. The interview was short and sweet. Our hero got the job. The background checks were lacking, so they gladly hired this slob with just a little magic from our hero's lying gob. Oh, man. Discovering that his charges, subordinates to the lot, were talented beyond his dreams, our man began to plot. Revenge, he thought, would soon be his, against the law or not. The time has come, our hero cried, to bless the gods of song, 
We'll take a stand, guitars in hand, so nothing can go wrong. With me to lead this merry band, success will not take long. He formed from them a supergroup, a music troupe of sorts, a righteous rocking army built from musical cohorts, and in between rehearsals he would fake their school reports. But soon, despite precautions, their plans were all found out, and our hero's credibility was soon called into doubt, as for revenge it looked as though he'd have to go without. Oh, no. But as he lay asleeping, he was woken by the fuss of children who chastised him and had no time to discuss. He had to come with them, they said, for they'd commandeered a bus. The time has come, our hero cried, to bless the gods of song. We'll take a stand, guitars in hand, so nothing can go wrong. With me to lead this merry band, success will not take long. <clears throat> So off they went to play their song and put on quite the show. And although they didn't win, it was sufficient just to know that the drudgery of schoolwork was a life they could forego. Our hero thanked his plucky band and sent them on their way and begged the gods of rock and roll to guide them every day. But how that man avoided jail, no one can really say. <clears throat> so take with you, if nothing else, this lesson from their set. Their song contained a simple plea which none should ever forget. Rock hard, rock long, and never quit, or be the teacher's pet. Very nice poem there. Very nice indeed. And <clears throat> it sent me spiralling down memory lane, uh, memory avenue, really, because it was yeah. so long and straight. Oh, goodness and, me. Um, I was knocking on the doors of all these different houses labelled musical kid films. Yep. Or, or alternatively, films starring kid musicians. Okay. I started and what did you find? With The Sound of Music. And I was thinking, wow, all this fits. Guitar, uh, rocking out to Edelweiss, obviously. <laughs> um, but the lack of dis discussion, I suppose, of, nan of nans, of nuns or nannies... Or Nazis. Or Nazis, the, the three N's, as I've always <laughs> regarded, regarded them. And you've been warned against calling them that, but bless By my own mum. <laughs> he still goes off. Um, obviously, I had to rule that one out. Yeah, no, you were right to do so. I thought next of, you know, other films in which children are cajoled into performing. I was thinking about Gypsy not really a film, although you could have done the film and pulled a kind of wild card yep. that I wouldn't have accepted and neither would no, the listeners I, and you would have been lynched for. Not literally. That's why I changed it at the last minute from Good. the film of Gypsy. Mm, you'd have been chased off the off the internet for that. Um, and I landed, of course, with both feet firmly in the hallowed halls of whatever that school's called. Horace Green. Horace Green. <laughs> the school of rocks that's them you've School got it of rocks. and there we have it listeners 10 poems each more exceptional than the first <laughs> <laughs> um for you to enjoy perhaps you'd like to send in your poem version of some media property for us to guess Ooh. i'm a big fan of the riddle and a great big fan of reading poems on our show that's tass at shame.city maybe what, what were you we, about to say? We, I was going to say, we, we did get an email, didn't we? Oh, we did, and I'm coming to it. Oh, but goodness. before then, maybe we've, uh, in reading these poems out, you know the author's dead these days. Yeah. Um, 
it's really not up to us what these poems are about. So if you have listened to those poems and had, before we said our own revelations, what we intended them to be about, your own guess, maybe you found that my Pong poem somehow applies perfectly to a game with more than the four last letters in its title, <laughs> World of Warcraft, The Mists of Pandaria, then get in touch, explain how, we are wrong and you are right. Tacitshame.city. One such shame citizen has done just that. And this is based on last week's excellent episode, Hang the DJ, in which we tried out the feature feature, whatever the hell we called it, where we come up with great new features for the show. This is Toby Milestone's King. Given how intelligent I know him to be, I'm always amazed at how unfathomably bad Isaac is at coming up with features. Now, this is <laughs> this is not so much a praise sandwich as it is <laughs> a criticism, a, a kind of slap a in the face, praise Mars bar. You forgot to put the chocolate coating on. Intelligent, sure, unfathomably bad. On the other hand, he sounds like he's been slamming his head against a wall for a solid hour. Some nonsense about spinning around in circles. Don't remember that one. Or having a cult uh, child. What, the dizzy rascal. Oh, yes. <laughs> or having a cult child, does not a good feature make, you little goblin, he continues. Mm. The only vaguest shade of praise, and I'm going to have to query this because I find this to be ultimately the goal of all good art, the only vaguest shade of praise I can offer him is that weird feature about Uncle was so absurdist and odd, it made me feel strangely sick on the train. So, good job, question mark. That is good. That's something you've always wanted to do specifically to Toby with any and all of your artistic endeavours. I think that is the hallmark of great art. If I come out of a play and I'm sick in the street, maybe on a rickshaw driver's back, then I know that I've seen some quality play. You don't want to be doing it at the rickshaw driver because Brum will be along any second to fuck you up. uh, They're all in league together. Yeah, no, he's he's big. Based on, what, just having wheels? Yeah, it's a big munity, the wheel munity. Fair, fair, fair. Um, So yeah, tacitshame.city is the place to email us with any thoughts, feedback. If you've got any names to call Isaac. Yeah. (laughs) Please always preface them with, given how intelligent I am to be, (laughs) and I'll definitely read it. And filter out the bad bit. Um, in favour of a kind of revised view of what you really meant. Because, you know, I'll interpret that on your behalf. We've got a whole bunch of other ways of getting in touch. But before we tell you about them, it's time to mention Declan, social media manager for the show. Yep. A TAS motion, which is taking the world by storm. On you go. Sorry, I thought just making Taking sure, the world by storm. Making sure you didn't have any luck to offer me before Good luck. I start. No, no, Thanks. sorry. Brilliant. That's, My bad. That's um, we are doing a Patreon shame motion, mm. which is short for Shame City Promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, don't patronise our listeners. Uh, you know, you just got to make sure because this is a plea, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't want it to, to look like we're sort of Elitist. going over their heads uh-huh. with something like this. Um we have ordered yeah, and indeed have received. Let's say we've created and designed because that's okay. true and sounds better than ordered. Like we've just kicked some <laughs> poor person in a Oi. developing country into making some Well, that is probably us. what happened. They're actually but, printed in the UK. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So they're poor people who are having to do it here. Oh, they're yeah. Exploited on our own Absolutely. Turf. The only brilliant. way to do it. That's the best way. That's mm-hmm. how I like it. Um, so some stickers. Yeah. And... Buttons. Yeah. The badges arriving this week. Uh, The stickers. You've got three different exclusive designs. Never before seen by any of us. Apart from 
anyone who's been on the Twitter. Yeah, but not they haven't seen them in person. That 2D oh, representation see. really doesn't capture the glory of oh, these you've stickers. You've seen them though. They are professional vinyl stickers. They're hardy as you like. I one here on my one. laptop. Yep. And it's been out now for like five or six Do days. Do you donate to the Patreon? Yeah, oh, all the time. I don't see a scratch on it. So no. this is a hardy sticker. That's this is a sticker that will see you out of any situation you happen to be in. Now, are you going to get these stickers just for listening to the show? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, sweet <let> stress. <laughs> sweet Jesus. There is Definitely nothing not. <laughs> less probable in this earth than a freeloading listener like you receiving even so much as a sniff of the uh, adhesive. So much as a well wish. <laughs> <clears throat> Although you can, they're very easy to get for the whole rest of February. And you know what? We might extend it. We might bring it back this year, but that's up to us. We're capricious mercurial gods. Uh, I didn't mean to say the gods a bit out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I <laughs> slipped from Whoops. beneath the mask. Till the end of February or the beginning of March, whatever way you like to think about it, if you become one of our three top patron tiers, starting at just $5 a month, for the four episodes that you get, plus three extra quickfire shames each and every month, you will receive an exclusive TAS sticker pack with a badge for good luck. Badge in the singular. We, Single we badge. We cannot multiple stress stickers. that enough. We'll be singular <laughs> badge. The badges look hot as hell, though. They haven't arrived yet, but if the I'm design so is even... I'm going to wear seven of them. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I'm going to put them all over like every different outfit that I have, <laughs> so I never have to transfer it. Um, we've got a whole lot of them. Some would say an optimistic amount of these things ordered, <laughs> but we're going to keep them in, in reserve for when we need them. So all you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash shamecity and either adjust your pledge if you're already at one of our valued patrons to one of the new tiers that we've set up to kind of simplify and restructure the Patreon. Or if you've never donated before, consider signing up now. You get at least three bonus episodes, which are little quickfire shames every yep. month. If you sign up to a higher tier, you get a full episode of the month in shame at the end of each and every month. There's all sorts of other extra shit there. You're going to love it. Patreon.com slash shame city. Get on board the sticker and badge stickers and badge hype. Well done. Yeah. We've got a whole other lot of ways to get in touch. Oh though, my God. We? Well, you've mentioned email already. Tass at shame.city. We've yep. mentioned the Patreon already. Patreon.com slash shame city. Yeah. You can also, uh, Get in touch via the contact form on the website. That'll be shame.city slash contact. Very handy. Head on over there to have, just have a little browse to shame.city generally. Mm. Yeah, you through won't... The, through all of the artwork. You won't realise how foul our episodes sound until you see a whole lot of them in a row. Yeah, until you just look at them, look at the artwork. Yeah. You read some of the descriptions. And you think, why you think, did I, why allow do I this listen to this my cursed, life? <laughs> cursed show? Yeah, it's fair. Um, you can get in touch via Twitter. Mm -hmm. The show can be found at That's a Shame cast. Isaac can be found at Isaac BD. Very and good I tweets. can be found at D.E. Delane. Yeah. Are you gesturing over to me now? I was just saying, you know, very good tweets as, as, oh, right, as well. I, see, I was yeah, just waiting. Yeah, very good you tweets. Forgot. Yeah, 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 that's, that's fine. Sorry about that. Um, one great way fine, to help the show yeah. in a non-financial sense. Say you don't have the means at the moment. We've all been there. I, in fact, am there right now. <laughs> Believe you <laughs> me. times two. Um, one thing you can do that really helps us is spread the word. And we have this phrase here at Shame City that word of mouth is best of mouth. And that means that the words that you eject from your gaping mouth hole 
of praise for the show, of recommendation to those you love or fear or cherish or just happen to be nearby geographically and proximally. They are the best words you can offer because a recommendation from a trusted source is the best way to find out about a podcast that does no advertising. (laughs) (laughs) One such person we'd like to shout out this week is Kangaroo, our great big pal on Twitter at what is Big, it? Big Grey, Grey Wallaby. Wallaby. Give him a follow. Um, Grey with an A. Yeah, well, why not? Who did a lovely, unprompted, as far as I know, unless you've been threatening him in DMs. Un- unprompted in that sense, yes. But also, we have asked listeners to do this at the end of every single one of about 110 <laughs> episodes. But he decided to tweet recommendation for the show. Got a few people liking it. He also put down some of his favourite episodes of all time. That was which a is really actually nice very touch. helpful because... We're in the long process of putting together a kind of best of that we can, I don't know, really sell the show to other people with. <laughs> be like, oh, if you like this five minutes, you might like the rest. Mm. So knowing what stuff you like is all very and helpful. also very helpful because I don't remember a single fucking thing we've said That's on this ever godforsaken <laughs> show. So, so anything you can do in that regard, much appreciated. Tag us at That's a Shamecast and we will love you for all eternity. Until episode 133. I've been Isaac, you've been... I have been Declan. We'll see you real soon. Look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I could be Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Ben <laughs>
necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.